Can't you see I'm into ya? Can't you see I'm in love? Kiss me through the cellular, kiss me through the phone. Yeah, messing with my medulla. I can't talk alone. Oh no, no. Good morning to all of our listeners around the world. Logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Good morning to everyone logged on to JanoRadio.com. And of course, I gotta say good morning to everyone right here with me on Clubhouse, my studio audience. TGIF, it's Friday. We made it to another one. Yes, grateful we are. It is Friday, September 16. Today it's Freestyle Friday. We're doing Afro Beats and Amo Piano today. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You can find me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on TikTok moments with me media and the me in everything is M I. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. from the international scene not my king anti-monarchy protesters face police crackdown in the uk in news out of north america when it comes to making changes in the golden state governor gavin newsom does not get tired today marks 59 years since the ku klux klan bombed the 16th street baptist church in birmingham alabama killing four little girls Two busloads of migrants dropped off near VP Harris's residence. George Floyd is denied a posthumous pardon by Texas Parole Board after approval was recommended last year. Won't he do it? A GoFundMe page for Piper Lewis, the Iowa teen who was a victim of human trafficking and killed her rapist, has raised over $400,000. Yes! Iowa teen ordered to pay her alleged rapist family $150,000 is not the first sex trafficking victim penalized for killing their alleged assaulter. 
in business and tech news, best places to travel to get your free gun. Realty.com lays off unspecified number of employees amid housing market turned down. In sports news, Phoenix Suns Vice Chairman Jam Najafi calls on team owner Robert Sarver to resign. Tropical storm watches issued for Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands in the Caribbean corner. Also, the trio calls out Britain for atrocities as House pays tribute to Queen, and that's in Jamaica. And there's a sign coming for Kingston. The public still divided on the $12 million Negril item. They may want to pump the brakes on that one for a little bit. In entertainment news, Las Vegas podcasters offer $100,000 cash reward to anyone with information that can lead to the arrest of Tupac's killer. We're going to have the details of these stories and much more. Plus, of course, great music, great conversation right after this. And I've been living fast life, but I see it in slow. Oh no, and you see my lifestyle, I got G's in the tobo. See many people they outside where they feed man's obo. Oh no, I'm me a standy defender like Joseph Yobo. But girl say she want Netflix and chill, so I chatty get even one. If you fall in love, clearly certain. You go to breakfast, I'm not capping. Can you see dripple? I'm not catchy. I'm not faking this, no fugazi. You see these feelings, I'm not catching. I'm not quest and fit, I just want it. Ah, business, get it. If I broke now my business, get it. I'm not sure you go bright to get it. All I get for the night, get it. Ah, business, get it. If I broke now my business, get it. I'm not sure you go bright to get it. All I get for the night. If you be the reason why your baba want to jealous me If you want to take I'm serious, I do to speak No fit to resonate, I'm on a different frequency uh-huh. I don't think it's necessary I be done with there's somebody that could do like me Might not be like Musala coming off the right wing I cut through your defender, you no need to tell me I'm a house, finesse uh, You know, say me, I'm a snack uh, go carry go me, I got money past you if you're not careful. For now, you know, send me a must. Okay, let me carry go. If me, I got money past you if you're not careful. Ah, if I broke my business, I'm not going to go to the house. I'm not going to go to the house. I'm not going to go to the house. I'm not going to go Say everything I do is for my woman. Uh, anything I talk, when you talk, I go do. Uh, uh. Me, I know they see another girl for my visuals. Loving you, loving you, now in my ritual. My girl, he got me, she no stingy. She give me love, she keep on All of the moves you've been practicing. Put it on, put it on, put it on top me. Girl, give me love for my moto. Girl, your light in my store. She and me girl, no more score. She know they are, she know so. Say anything I do, it's on my woman. Problem, you know the feeling. We can try to enjoy. But I know. 
Kata kata wururu not the finish Vicky try to enjoy Problem is not the finish So Vicky try to enjoy Thank you so much to all the listeners who are tuned in on QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone, JanoRadio.com. Download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, 
Available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Channel Radio, take us on the go. And of course, good morning to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. You're listening to Coffee and Toll World News on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views don't forget you can follow me on twitter at me media moments on instagram moments with well let me say that right moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and on tiktok moments with me media today it is freestyle friday and we are playing i'm a piano and afro beats it's today yeah we're having a good time today it is friday we made it and we are grateful yeah i know it was a short it felt like a short week for some of us for some of us it felt like a long week for some sad that it's over for others glad that it's over whatever frame of mind you are in i just want you to just be grateful all right and we're gonna get into the details starting off with international news right after this hit from joe boy cubana She want the banana. It dey make her go bananas. Shawty wanna go Bahamas. Fun that it dey make her lose balance. Put on for me, confirmer. If you be yo, I be the farmer. Try it like the day on Ghana. Let the money be to you, be Cubana. Here we go. It is time for the details. So our first story comes to us courtesy of CNN. And we are starting off in London. Not my king. Anti-monarchy protesters face police crackdown in the United Kingdom. While thousands of people have taken to the streets of the United Kingdom to remember Queen Elizabeth II following her death last week, critics of the monarchy have used this opportunity to protest, holding signs such as Not My King, a reference to the new King Charles III. Police have intervened and in some cases arrested protesters, raising serious questions about the way in which some forces are cracking down on dissent in the country. Liberty, a civil rights advocacy group, expressed its concern, saying in a statement, It is very worrying to see the police enforcing their broad powers in such a heavy-handed and punitive way to clamp down on free speech and expression. CNN spoke to some of those who faced police action this week after publicly criticizing the royal family. Simon Hill from Oxford was on his way home from church on Sunday at about 12.30 p.m. The 45-year-old told CNN that the roads in the city center had been cordoned off for procession, making it hard for him to get through the crowds. Realizing King Charles III's ascension was about to be proclaimed by local officials, Hill decided to listen rather than pushing through to get home. They started reading out about Elizabeth II and expressing grief for her death, Hill said. I certainly wouldn't interrupt that. I've never intruded on an act of mourning. That's not something I would ever do. But when King Charles was declared to be our only lawful and rightful liege lord you hear the title 
lawful and rightful liege lord. I thought Lord referred, you know what, let me keep it moving. Hill said he called out who elected him. <laughs> Only people nearby could have heard. A couple of people told me to shut up. <laughs> I responded that a head of state is being imposed without our consent, something he found hard to stomach. Hill said he was gobsmacked by what happened next, describing how he was pushed back by security guards. Then police intervened, grabbed a hold of me, handcuffed me and put me in the back of a police van, he said. It was probably no more than five minutes since I'd called out who elected him. Hill said that once he was in the police van, he repeatedly asked officers what law he was being arrested under. They didn't seem to be very sure, which is quite worrying. Surely arbitrary arrest is not something we should have in a democratic society. Hill said he was given conflicting reasons for his arrest, as police were unsure about whether to take him into custody. After a lot of the police talking to each other and their superiors through their radios, the policeman in the van with me told me that I'd be de-arrested and taken home, but that I would be contacted and asked to give an interview at a later date. He said I could still be charged with something. Even at this point, they had not answered my questions about under what law I had been arrested under. Hill said he was told by police officers on the drive home that he had been arrested under the Police Crime Sentencing and Courts Act of 2022, a controversial piece of legislation introduced this year, which widens police powers to clamp down on protests. However, a statement from Thames Valley Police to CNN on Wednesday said Hill had been arrested under Section 5 of the Police Order Act of 1986, which covers offenses causing harassment, alarm, or distress. The confusion shows the uncertainty surrounding the right to free expression in the UK after the 2022 Act broadened the range of circumstances in which police may impose conditions on an arrest. Under Clause 78 of the new Act, it is an offence for protesters to intentionally or recklessly cause public nuisance, including causing serious annoyance. So where does it end? Speaking to CNN, Steve Paris, a professor of EU and human rights law at the University of Essex, noted how wide these new police powers can be. All you need to do is find one person, which wouldn't be hard in a crowd of people who were mostly paying respects to the queen, to be offended by someone who is there to protest the monarchy as a whole. You could equally say that anybody holding up a sign saying we love the monarchy is being seriously annoying to somebody who doesn't like the monarch. So where does it end? Paul Powlesland, a London barrister, was at work on Monday when he saw media reports of protesters being arrested for expressing anti-monarchy opinions. In these moments, when the consensus is so uniform, that's when free speech is most at risk. I thought it was important to go down and make a point about freedom of expression, he told CNN. Like Hill? Paulus Lenz said he did not want to interrupt expressions of royal mourning. 
he did not travel to Buckingham Palace where people were paying their respects to the Queen. Rather, he went to Parliament Square, a traditional site of political protest in London, opposite the Houses of Parliament. Paula's land stood alone and held a blank piece of paper. Within a few minutes, he said a police officer came and asked for my details. He said, if I write, or he said, if I wrote, not my king on it, I would probably be arrested because it's offensive under the Public Order Act. I couldn't risk actually writing anything on it because I couldn't be arrested because I had to represent my client in a tribunal the next morning. That's the crucial point. Even the, the threat of arrest has a very chilling effect on free speech and the right to protest. Paulus Land posted a video of the interaction with the officer on Twitter, which has since been viewed more than 1.4 million times. CNN asked the Metropolitan Police to confirm their stance on those expressing anti-monarchy views. The Met responded, People have a right to freedom of expression, and we must balance the rights of protesters with those of others who wish to grieve and respect. A dangerous precedent. Meanwhile, in an isolated incident in the Scottish capital on Monday, a 22-year-old man was arrested in connection with a breach of the peace on the Royal Mile, Britain's PA Media News Agency reported. This is bothersome, to me at least. So freedom of speech is only allowed if it is in agreement with those who are in rule or those we hold in high esteem so where is democracy haven't i not said there is no such thing as freedom where does it exist you're free to agree but you're not free to disagree you're free to like but not dislike you're free to endorse but god help you if you go against isn't there something wrong with this picture? So we all have to like the queen? And God forbid in Jamaica where we are going extra, the extra mile, where the UK is mourning for 10 days, but Jamaica sees it fit to do 12. God forbid somebody steps out of line. What is going to happen to them there? Where is true democracy and where does it truly exist? I'm ready for Mars. I line. I'm tired of earth. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm seriously tired of earth. I'm tired of these people who want to dictate how we should feel because they, so let me ask a question. Javette, because you like chief, I must like him too. Because you like her solo, I must like her too. Because you like Tasha, I must like her too. And God forbid I say, I don't really care for any of them. So help me God. You know, good morning. Good morning, Javette. I realized that I didn't have any freedom when I started college. I always thought, and I know we're talking about England right now, but here in the United States, I always thought that it was, we had freedom to protest something we didn't like. And when I started college, they had raised the tuition and the students had an issue with it so we were protesting and 
they arrested us. And I was just shocked because it wasn't rowdy. It wasn't anything. It was just people going around protesting the increase of, and this is for city universities. And that's when I realized that I really wasn't free. Now, you know, as a Black person, we already know that we're living in a dual world. But I always thought I still had a right to speak against something I didn't like. So that shocks me even more. So I'm not surprised in England what's happening. And to give police more power, I, like you said, I don't know if I'm ready for Mars, but <laughs> I don't know where to go. Somewhere, Javed. Somewhere has got to be better than here. Somewhere. Because this is preposterous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm at a loss for words at, for their actions. They're upholding this reverence. And because you don't agree and you express your disagreement, you're subjected to punishment. And they can't even give you the specifics. And then they make up something. They thrust something at you. Oh, we got to find something. We got to find something. We got to find something to justify our actions. Hopefully, we will not be. Um, there it won't be. Yes. Yeah. That to me is the most um, egregious part of it that they can just make up something. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, makes, it, makes, it makes no sense, but we've seen it happen. Yeah. That's what happens to justify their wrongs. And isn't that how laws get written? To justify their wrongs? To protect them? And you mean to tell me that those who choose to serve in the police force, wherever they are around the world, they go through initiation. And I think that initiation period is filled with nothing but brainwash. It's as though, you remember the movie um, with Will Smith and um, all these little alien looking things. Um, oh my gosh. Black. Men, in, men black. in black. Men in black. Right. So you look in the pen and the pen erases everything that you ever thought you knew. And then you're reprogrammed. Is that what happens in the police forces? That once you get in, you are stripped of everything, your morals, your values, your ability to think on your own. And then you are filled up with poison. You no longer have the ability to rationalize, to use common sense. Wouldn't it have been best if they had just gone up to this man and say, hey, you know, you may want to keep it down a little instead of arresting him. But they're saying that he is being a nuisance. He's being reckless, intentionally, being, anno being an annoyance, all because he said, made the comment, who elected him, referring referencing um charles isn't that a fair statement who elected him who elected him and all because that annoyed somebody else he was taken into custody so 
Is he not allowed to feel annoyed by the crowds who are supporting the monarchy? Where is the fairness in that? Oh, I can annoy you, but you can't annoy me. Or you are allowed to feel annoyed by my grievance, but I'm not allowed to be annoyed by yours. Something is wrong with us. We like yes people. I tell you this, if I'm surrounded by people who only tell me yes, 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 something is wrong. They're all hypocrites. They're all hypocrites. Or it could be that I'm in a position to get them to their destination. And so they need to kiss my ass to be able to make it there. I didn't know feces tasted good. No clue. But I guess some people love it. Their noses are so brown with poop and the stench is all the way up in their noses. It's a way of life for them. So we should know ass kissing gets us nowhere because if you're going to be removed, you're going to be removed anyway. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah. Not sure if anybody wants to make a comment before I take a quick music break and return with details of stories out of North America. Um, morning, Tasha. Morning, Chief. Morning. Oh, Rosolo is on the phone. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quickie here. <laughs> here is Fields. And I've been living fast life, but I see it in slow. Oh no, and you see my lifestyle, I got G's in the tobo. See many people they outside where they feed man's oboe. Oh no, I me a standy defender like Joseph Yobo. But girl say she want Netflix and chill, so I chatty get even one. If you fall in love, Kelly Satin, you go to breakfast, I'm not capping. Can you see dripple, I'm not catchy. I'm not faking this, no fugazi. You see these feelings, I'm not catching. I'm a quest and fit, I just want it. I've been messing it. If I broke my business, it. I'm a shy, you go bright to get it. All I get for the night, get it. I've been messing it. If I broke my business, it. I'm a shy, you go bright to get it. All I get for the night. If you be the reason why your baba want to jealous me If you want to take I'm serious how they do to speak No fit to resonate, I'm on a different frequency uh-huh. I don't think it's necessary I'll be done with there's somebody that could do like me Man, i be like Musala coming off the right wing I cut to your defender, you no need to tell me I'm a house, finesse uh, You know, say me, I'm a snack uh, if me, I got money past you. If you're not careful, for nice. You know, send me a mustache. Like, okay, let's go carry go. If me, I got money past you. If you're not careful, I'll be messing with you. If I broke down my business, I'm not sure you go back to me. You see this corner, take me as I am. Baby, it's magic, and internet, we're together. I make I just love you and hold you for my end Hold you for my end, my end, my end Hold you for my end 
Listeners logged on to the quality music zone, qmzradio.com, jano.radio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee and Tow World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. It is Friday. We made it. We made it. We made it. All of the moves you've been practicing Put it on, put it on, put it on, stop me Girl, give me love for my motto Girl, you're light in my store She and me girl, no more score She know they are, she know Whatever your plans are for this weekend Make sure it involves you <laughs> Take care of you Do something for you Enjoy you Celebrate you if anyone out there listening is having a birthday this weekend, it's still Virgo season. Enjoy. You're listening to the voice of O'Malley, woman. Coming up right after this, we do have the details of stories out of North America. First story, George Floyd is denied post-Thomas pardon by Texas Parole Board after approval was recommended last year. This story, courtesy of CNN, the Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles has reversed its decision to grant George Floyd a posthumous pardon for a 2004 drug conviction, according to a letter obtained by CNN. 
The about face on Wednesday comes nearly a year after the board voted unanimously to recommend the pardon and more than two years after Floyd was killed by a former Minneapolis officer. The board did not cite a reason for its decision in the letter, which was sent Thursday to the Harris County Public Defender working on behalf of Floyd's surviving family members. After a full and careful review of the application and other information filed with the application, a majority of the board decided not to recommend a full pardon and or pardon for innocence, the letter states. Floyd's family filed the pardon application on his behalf in April 2021. The family may reapply in two years, according to the letter. In the application, Allison Mathis, an attorney for the Harris County Public Defender's Office, said the request was filed because the arresting officer in Floyd's drug case, Gerald Goins, manufactured the existence of confidential informants to bolster his cases against innocent defendants. An attorney for Goins told CNN at the time, we stand by the original case. We certainly sympathize with, with Mr. Floyd's cause, but that does not change the fact that his former conviction was a legitimate one. Yeah. That's it. So he will not be granted a post-Thomas pardon. George Floyd. Yeah. Um, next story. Courtesy of the Shade Room. Governor Newsom signs social media transparency bill AB 87. He's working over there in California. On Wednesday, he announced bill AB 587, sponsored by Assemblymaker Jesse Gabriel, is a first of its kind social media transparency measure to protect Californians from hate and disinformation spread online. Reports state the bill will require social media companies to publicly post their policies regarding hate speech, disinformation, harassment, and extremism on their platforms and report data on their enforcement of the policies. California will not stand by as social media is weaponized to spread hate and disinformation that threaten our communities and foundational values as a country, said Governor Newsom. He continued to say, Californians deserve to know how these platforms are impacting our public discourse. And this action brings much needed transparency and accountability to the policies that shape the social media content we consume every day. I thank Assemblymember Gabrielle for championing this important measure to protect Californians from hate, harassment, and lies spread online yep <laughs> but, but let me ask a question though who determines what harassment is classified as because this can be hmm, taken out of context for some people. Some people can go to the extreme and feel like everything is a harassment. 
some people can think everything is extreme. So who puts the scale in place that is going to be used to measure the varying degrees of harassment? Is that they're going to have meetings every day going over content and then one person might be tickled pink by something and find something bothersome and find it as a harassment, especially if another group finds said article or said post humorous. So, so who, who is going to measure it? Whose tape measure are we going to use? Are we using the broad HR book to determine what is considered as harassment? I just need somebody to answer that for me because I don't know how they're going to measure it. And I'm a little concerned while it is important to protect people. It's also important to honor freedom of speech, no? Because as we saw in the story earlier in the UK, the man going about his business and all because he made the comment who elected him, he was put in handcuffs, put in the back of a police van. And that is him expressing his so-called freedom of speech or speech using his so-called freedom of speech to express how he feels about Charles III. So again, who are we going to rely on to determine what is considered a hate speech? What is disinformation? What is harassment? Because very well, somebody could get up and say this is disinformation to suppress because we have mis been misinformed all our lives about many things. We have been taught missing wrong information for years. We are graded on our ability to be gullible and regurgitate wrong information. People have been punished for voicing their opinion, not agreeing with what is documented in books. So again, who is going to be the, term be the determining body on what is considered hate speech, disinformation, harassment, and extremism? That's all I want. Because I could very well be here expressing my voice, expressing my opinion, and be told I'm promoting hate speech. And I'm passing on disinformation. And I'm harassing somebody. And looked at, as, looked at as an extremist. And I hope I'm making sense. I think you're making sense moments. And the funny thing is, I just Googled the definition of harassment and what comes up is there's a definition of harassment in the workplace. There's a legal definition of harassment. There is the definition of harassment in Pennsylvania, the definition in Ohio, the definition in <laughs> Florida. So obviously... <laughs> <laughs> It's open to interpretation um, depending on where you are in the country. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Javette. 
Remember when I said yesterday, I don't know why they called it the United States of America, because 50 states, 50 different laws? Yep. Okay. Subject to interpretation. That's where we are. This next story is a little disturbing. Two busloads of migrants dropped off near VP Harris's residence. Curtis, story courtesy of the Associated Press. Two buses of migrants from the U.S.-Mexico border were dropped off near Vice President Kamala Harris's home in residential Washington on Thursday morning in the bitter political battle over the Biden administration's immigration policies. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has been busing migrants out of Texas to cities with Democratic mayors as part of a political strategy this year because he claims there are too many arrivals over the border to his state. Arizona Governor Doug Ducey also has adopted this policy, and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis also got in on the act recently. It was first dreamed up by former President Donald Trump. Abbott tweeted that he'd sent the buses that arrived Thursday. We're sending migrants to her backyard to call on the Biden administration to do its job to secure the border. About two dozen men and women stood outside the U.S. Naval Observatory at dawn, clutching clear plastic bags of their belongings carried with them over the border before moving to a nearby church. Harris's office had no immediate comment. After migrants seeking asylum across the U.S.-Mexico border, they spend time in a U.S. Customs and Border Protection facility along the border, until they are generally released into the U.S. to wait out their cases. Republicans say Biden's policies encourage migrants to vanish into the U.S. Democrats argue the Trump-era policy of forcing migrants to wait out their asylum cases in Mexico was inhumane. Remember yesterday we spoke about the two plane loads that DeSantis flew up to Martha's Vineyard. And last week, Abbott sent 75 to Chicago. You know something? These Republicans are so unfair. And I'm sorry to any Republican listening, but I'm not sorry. When the judges were in the middle of the night operating like thieves in the dark that come to steal and destroy as it related to the Roe versus Wade overturn, wasn't there a huge outcry that they need to be protected because nobody should be showing up on their doorsteps. And DeSantis was a prime, was one of those who was pushing that, let's protect them. And he even initiated in the state of Florida that if you go up to anyone's house or what, whatever the issue is, cases, you could face charges. So why then are the Republicans endorsing, dropping off people close to the vice president's house. Am I missing something or am I crazy to think that they're way out of line? I would call this harassment. Beyond harassment, beyond harassment. Me would have taken them and bust them right back to Fim's front door. Leave them at his front doors where I would put them. But you know, the unfortunate thing is that I wouldn't do that to them because these are people. They're not products. And this now is becoming ridiculous. 
traipsing the people them all over the country. We don't care about them. Look, I like it, I don't like it. The Republican seems, look, and feel like they're doing something to their for their base. Whether it's effective or not, it's all about optics. They are doing something. Now, when you flip the script and look at the other hand, name is something right now that Democrats are doing that their base is really rallying around. And that is the difference between you know, the two parties. One, whether they like, they like what they're doing or not, at least they're always making sense that they're doing something, whether it's good or bad. But at least to the base, they're doing something. But on the other hand, to the progressive base, what are what is it? What, what what are we fighting for right now? What are we rallying against right now? We have the power, nothing. And that's why we'll always just sit back and complain about what they're doing instead of what we are we can be doing. Land right there. Thank you, naturalist. But at the same time, when do things get a bit extreme? When do we think? stop and think we're taking things a little too far when do we stop and think probably i'm infringing on someone's safety and privacy because had it been done to them how would they feel i understand wanting to get your message across i totally get it how would you feel you open your front door and you see a hundred people on your on your front stoop? How would you feel? Let's be honest. How would you feel? How would you take that? Yes, go to the go to the office and say, hey, we need to do something. But at the same time, the Republicans are hypocrites. They're hypocrites. You don't want the migrants who are coming across the border of Mexico because they're predominantly Latino. But you're okay with them coming from other countries. They're, that's a huge hypocrisy. You don't like the way they are coming because they're coming through harsh situations. You rather those who are able to pay for a ticket and come on a plane and <laughs> with suitcases and, you know, look as though they will fit in better. This is about how we treat human beings now. And this is not in any way funny to be taking these people and bussing them here, bussing them there. It's not fair to them either. I wish migrants had another way or somewhere else to go rather than come to the United States of America. I really wish they did. I wish their leaders in their countries would fix their countries so people don't have to be further humiliated and treated in inhumane ways 
and feel as though they're not wanted from a band, you know, being abandoned. But you know, there is a story, abandoned to abundant. And while you're using these migrants as political pawns, trying to send a message, trying to show people, oh, you know, we're standing our ground. We're failing to realize the emotional and psychological damage that we're doing. All because we had the privilege to be born here. Well, I wasn't born here, but some of you had the privilege to be born here. We spoke about this at length yesterday. Oh, how quickly we forget our past. We spoke about this yesterday. I'm so happy. I, I thank Sunet for helping me to see the silver lining. The GoFundMe account for Piper Lewis, it's over $400,000, folks. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. My wish is that the Iowa state government or what you call the judicial system will accept the 150000 from the funds that were raised. I hope they honestly take it, pay off this family. I hope the family refuses it or if they do take it, they turn it over to some organization to benefit those who have been um, affected by trafficking, sexual abuse, predators, that sort of thing. Anyway, that aside, the remaining 250000 I hope they're able to use that to put her in a decent neighborhood where she can feel safe and secure and carry out that unnecessary imposed um, probation. There is a huge cry for the probation to be dropped. A huge cry. A lot of people are rallying behind, wanting the courts to drop it. Yeah. Won't he do it? A GoFundMe page for Piper Lewis, the Iowa teen who was a victim of human trafficking and killed her rapist, has raised over $400,000. If you recall, on Tuesday, Piper was sentenced to five years probation and to pay $150,000 in restitution to the family of Zachary Brooks. Her former teacher, Leland Shipper, set up the account, writing, Today, my former student, Piper Lewis, bravely took the microphone during her sentencing hearing and told the courtroom that her voice mattered. It continues, I was incredibly proud of her. She was powerful and she brought me to tears. The judge then studied all the evidence in Piper Lewis's case carefully and decided that she did not deserve to spend time in an adult prison. Over 10,000 people donated to the account. I'm trying to pull up the clip here. Um, bear with me one itsy bitsy second. Um, oh, there's a story I skipped over. I don't know how I did that. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe that happened to me. Why is it that when you go to these stories, you can't seem to get the sound sometimes? You know what? Go figure. 
story I skipped over, I have to go back to it. Today marks 59 years since the Ku Klux Klan bombed the 16th Street Baptist Church in Ala Birmingham, Alabama, killing four little girls. Um, okay, I think I got to it. Yay, yay, I got it. Just last night after Judge David Porter handed down the restitution order, it has since received more than $250,000 in funds for Lewis from people all over the country. Many have argued that Lewis shouldn't have to pay the $150,000 in restitution at all, but legal experts say the judge didn't have any other choice. I don't think the judge had any choice, but was mandated to issue that order for restitution. His hands were tied. Well, Steve, a GoFundMe page was started just last night after Judge David Porter handed down the restitution order. It has since received more than $250,000 in funds for Lewis from people all over the country. Many have argued that Lewis shouldn't have to pay the $150,000 in restitution at all, but legal experts say the judge didn't have any other choice. All right. So now, of course, update, $400,000 has been raised for her. Thank you. Thank you to everyone that donated. So um, in the comment, in the chat, we have a comment. I thought I thank you. The case will have to be overturned via appeal. It's a shame that she'll have to go through that. But I hope they pursue that course of action so that it gets overturned. That's my hope. That's my wish for her. I hope her legal team will get busy. Not get busy so that they can get a piece of the pie of the $400,000, but get busy and do right by her. She's already been taken advantage of enough. Right? So, yeah. There goes the silver lining, folks. Over $400,000 raised so far. But here's, here, here is this other story. Iowa teen that was ordered to pay her alleged rapist's family is not the first sex trafficking victim penalized for killing their alleged assaulter. Hence the title for the room. Punished rather than protected by the legal system. This article is courtesy of CNN. An Iowa judge is ruling this week ordering a teenage girl who was 15 when she killed a man. She said raped her multiple times to pay his family restitution has reignited conversations about what justice looks like for girls and young women who have experienced sexual violence. Piper Lewis, who killed her alleged rapist in 2020, received a deferred judgment from Polk County District Judge David Porter after pleading guilty to voluntary manslaughter and willful injury. Lewis is just one of several teenagers, often of color, who have been legally penalized or convicted of killing their sex trafficker or assaulter in recent years in the U.S. Last month, California Governor Gavin Newsom granted clemency to Sarah Cruson, who was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole as a teenager for killing a man who sexually abused and trafficked her in 1994. In Wisconsin, Crystal Kaiser is facing a life sentence for killing the man she said forced her into sex trafficking. After a state Supreme Court ruling in July, Kaiser will be allowed to argue in court her actions were a direct result of being trafficked, a defense that could see charges against her acquitted. And in Tennessee, Centoya Brown, 
was sentenced to life in prison for killing a man who paid to rape her when she was a 16-year-old trafficking victim. Now 32, Brown was granted clemency in 2019 after spending half her life behind bars. In response to Lewis's ruling, Brown, who is now a criminal justice reform advocate and author, told PBS News Owl, it's just a story that has unfortunately become all too familiar. She was a victim in this situation. Not only is she going to have to serve time in a facility, but over the next five years, anything she does can trigger her having to serve a 20-year sentence. She's not truly free. Advocates like Kelly Marie Meek of the Iowa Coalition Against Sexual Assault told CNN, women of color who have experienced sexual violence and trafficking who act in self-defense against the people who harmed them have not been treated well by our legal system historically. Iowa is not among the dozens of states with a so-called safe harbor law providing legal protections to victims of human trafficking. There is a disproportionate number of black and brown folks that are in our criminal legal system and that are incarcerated in our jails and prisons in Iowa, Meek said. It is a lot more than you would expect based on the populations of folks of color in Iowa. And so it, it's hard to imagine that that didn't have something to do with it. The most recent figures from the U.S. National Human Trafficking Hotline identified 22,326 trafficking victims and survivors in 2020. Of those, 14,597 were cases of sex trafficking and 1,048 were sex and labor trafficking or forcing someone to work by fraud or coercion. Farm and domestic work are common avenues of labor trafficking, according to the hotline. The average age of those trafficked? 17. In her plea agreement, Lewis said that she felt that the events leading, she expressed the, you know, the events leading up to the killing. She described running away from an abusive home environment and ending up nowhere to live until being taken in by an older man who she said trafficked her and forced her to have sex with other men for money, including Brooks. Lewis was facing up to 20 years after pleading guilty to voluntary manslaughter and willful injury, but the judge deferred those sentences on Tuesday, meaning her guilty plea could be expunged if she completes five years probation at a residential correctional facility. Okay, I got to pump the brakes right there. Oh, Todd, I need help. What do they mean? Her guilty plea could be expunged if she completes five years probation at a residential correctional facility. Is that like a halfway house? Hey, good morning. Um, yeah, that's basically what it is. It's it's basically a detention center, a halfway house. You might be able to go to work, leave, but you'll have to check back in at a, um, a certain time. So she's still in jail? Pretty much. Jesus, have mercy. 
and it's the same thing as I was saying yesterday or or the day before. Uh, I can't remember, but um, yesterday the, the day with the probation. Yes, yesterday with the probation. It's still a setup. You're still in jail, but you're just out in the free world, and your time will start right when you get if and when you get in trouble again. Their lawmakers are saying that the judge did not have any discretion as far as the $150,000 is um, concerned. But didn't he have some discretion as far as the probation is concerned? Couldn't he yes. have said away with it? Because if he yes. saw that she was not, um, it was not necessary for her to serve the 20 years because of the situation, the circumstances. Why didn't he just say, you know, something away with the probation? It, it all, um, in, in the midst of the um, court system, you, you can see if you're privy to it, like I was, you can see the attorneys and the judges, they make, um, assessments, they make deals. Um, based on their stand, the prosecutor's stances, if all the circumstances come into effect where if the prosecutor pushes um, and make these accusations, because basically all, you know, all the crimes are accusations, the minimum, minimum mandatory, the letter of the law, the guidelines that they have to go by or can go by, it's all basically up to what they everyone agrees on in that courtroom in chambers it's so i don't believe them when they say oh i haven't i had no choice in the matter yes you do that's why i was stating the other day it it's based on their testicular fortitude what they want to do what and what kind of stance they want to take and a lot of them don't take these proper stances based on their careers how, how they would be viewed what their ambitions are so, like I said, in this particular case, in all these cases where the victims fight back and get retribution, it can be thrown out. If it was their child, their daughter, or a family member, look, um, thinking about it like that, how would you, how would they have acted? What kind of sentencing would they want? Would have wanted? Even down to the police officer, did you have to make that arrest? did you have to go to a grand jury with um with the, these facts because it, like say if you go to a grand jury with it you're basically saying i don't want to make the judgment let the citizens make the judgment versus you're the one getting paid to do this you're the one put in this position you're the one that was elected to this position we trusted you to be ethical and have the right mind to make these hard decisions and to me, a lot of it's cowardly. Yeah. <sighs> so Thank they, you. They did, they did not have to give this this child anything. They had a choice. They they could have made the decision to do away yes. with it instead of mm -hmm. having her suffer some more. Walk that chalk line. And let me ask you a question now. What if she's abiding by the law, doing everything, dotting her I's, crossing her T's, but some officer chooses to mess with her? 
it all goes back. You have if she re, if she does not report that she had uh, contact with police or an officer um, finds out they're on probation and gives them a hard time and anything can be written. You can get you can get in trouble for disorderly conduct. I can write <laughs> wordplay is phenomenal in how you present a case of uh, disorderly. You can easily get someone riled up to do something on the street and there it is. You've been written for disorderly conduct. You're going to jail. Your probation is in question. Now you can have where your probation officer and the judges like throw that out. Any more, any more incidences, Mr. and Mrs. Jane Doe? You will, I will rebuke your sentence and you will be incarcerated. That can happen too, but the chances of you going to jail just for a contact with, with an a-hole officer is is high. And I'm not asking anyone, I'm telling you what I've seen personally. Right, right. And I believe you. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. Thank you, Antonio. Trauma is not understood. Meek has also expressed concern about Lewis's ability to manage the terms of her probation due to the severity of her trauma. Five years of probation under strict supervision is something that concerns me because I know that many of the ways that trauma survivors deal with their trauma is not understood very well by folks that have not experienced trauma, which can sometimes lead to behaviors that get folks in trouble. It's a sentiment Brown shares as a survivor turned advocate. We have a long way to go in educating people what it's actually like for someone who is a victim of trafficking, the life that they have to live, the things that they have to resort to just to survive. This is what she said in an interview with PBS NewsHour. Even in states where we do have mechanisms in place for prosecutors, for judges to be lenient, to look at these individuals as young girls who reacted from a place of trauma and who are in need of services and not being incarcerated, sometimes the people who are involved in these cases do not necessarily see that. The issue is complex, and experts like Ruff say the power dynamic between the victim and their abuser needs to be considered to avoid re-traumatizing victims by penalizing them for protecting themselves. An ongoing physical and emotional power imbalance between a victim and their abuser can lead to learned helplessness and the sense of threat or of serious injury is ever present and always imminent. Abuse can erode a victim's sense of security to the point that they never feel safe, which can cause them to act out of fear or desperation in interactions with their abusers. Across the U.S., the children most vulnerable to sex trafficking are those living in poverty, often known to child protection services, in foster care, in generally unstable conditions, social workers and researchers say. Many have been sexually abused as children before they become victims. Our data shows that people are exploited because traffickers know that there are certain groups of people that do not have the support, that don't have the ability to get accountability or justice for themselves. That's according to Robert Bezos. And those people who, if you exploit them, 
it's much less likely that any problems will come your way as a trafficker or as a sex buyer. The trauma lingers for victims of sex trafficking and for teens like Lewis, who exist at the intersection of being black, a girl, and growing up in unstable environments. The road to justice is unwieldy. Injustice and violence against black women and young girls are reproductive and racial justice crisis or crises. Whether the harm is perpetrated by an abuser police officer or the courts and criminal legal system itself, yeah, believe that. This is yet another example of how the system fails our communities and in fact sanctions and allows for the continued punishment of black women and girls. You know, as I'm reading this, what I am hearing or what I'm thinking about is that if someone breaks into my home and I kill them in self-defense because they came in with a gun, right? And I shoot them, they broke into my home. <laughs> Don't try getting out my window, I'm going to haul your ass back in because you, you're dead. <laughs> it's self-defense, you're in my house, right? It's easier for me to get off killing somebody that way than, it's, than it is to get off killing somebody who abused you. You realize, isn't something wrong there? Something is wrong with that picture. I can kill you in self-defense for breaking into my home and get away with it. But if I kill you because you were raping me, I can't get away with it that easily. How does that work? Is that practical? I can kill you on stand my ground, well, in the state of Florida, because I feel threatened. And chances are, get away with it. But if you rape me and traffic me and abuse me and I kill you, there is a problem. So it leads me to ask the question. The men who wrote the laws, because the laws were not written by women, let's make that abundantly clear. The men who wrote these laws, were they rapists then? Were they sex traffickers? Were they abusers? And that is why the laws are written the way they are, to protect them from way back when? That's the only way I can think. <laughs> so moments. Yes, Javert. So I went and I saw um, Woman King last night. Tell us, tell us, how was it? Don't give us the and details. It, One to no, ten. No, I won't. I won't give you any of the details. But what you just said resonated with me so much when you think about the slave trade. <laughs> Everything you just said. Who <laughs> wrote these laws? It was people that went to other parts of the world claiming they were there before other people, taking people from them, from where they grew up, where they lived, right? Moved them to the other part of the world, bred them, whipped them, 
raped them. Everything you just said. <laughs> Everything you just said. And that just hit me like like someone pushed me. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I have to go see that movie this weekend. I don't know why I'm going to squeeze it in, but I'm going to squeeze it in. But yeah. That has to be it. The laws were written by the people who were enacting those heinous acts, crimes, atrocities to protect themselves. That's it. And if we remember, and if we go back, the laws were written in favor of them. Because remember, we are property. And you can do whatever you want with your own property, right? To some degree, right? Yeah. You can do with what's yours. If I go and I purchase something, I can do whatever I want with it. And that's how those laws were constructed. And that is why I said yesterday, we need a body that is going to take these dusty ass books off the shelves and go through them and rip the pages out and rewrite things. And we need to live in a united country, not in individual states. And when I say that, I'm talking from a legal perspective. Right? Yeah. Happy for her. Happy that she, they were able to raise $400,000. And I'm sure the, 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 um, the machine, the, what you call it, the cash register is going to keep climbing. And I, want, I would love to see it reach a million dollars for her. I would love to see it there. Yeah. Let's claim it. Put it out in the universe. Amen. She's going to get a million dollars. Where two Plus. or more are gathered, <laughs> so shall it be. Yep. This next story, courtesy of The Shade Room, woman still awaits compensation from state after surviving the KKK church bombing that killed four little girls. Today, well, that was yesterday, marks 59 years since the Ku Klux Klan bombed at the 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama, killing four little girls. Sarah Rudolph Collins, who was only 12 at the time, lost her eye in the 1963 attack and has yet to be compensated by the state of Alabama. Sarah was known as the fifth little girl after surviving the infamous attack that took the lives of Denise McNair, Carol Robertson, Cynthia Morris, and Addie Mae Collins, Sarah's older sister. Sarah says that she still incurs medical expenses as a result of the explosion, including a recurring $90 bill she gets for work on the prosthetic she wears in the place of the right eye that was destroyed by shrapnel. Both the church and the surrounding Birmingham Civil Rights National Monument received government money for renovations, but Sarah has not. And she deserves justice in the form of compensation for the grievous injuries and costs she has had to bear for almost 60 years. Her attorney, Ishan Baba, said, we will continue to pursue any available avenues to get the assistance she needs and she deserves. 
So if they were able to give the money for the church, hold on, let me read it right. Both the church and the surrounding Birmingham Civil Rights National Monument received government money for renovations. What is the holdup? What is the holdup? What is the holdup? Why is she being denied? Why is she being denied her compensation? Where is, uh, what's his name? I hope they put him on it because th that's what he seems to do. Civil rights cases. What's his name? Where every time something happens is him, you see? Oh, God. Ben Crump. Yes, him. Ben Crump. Ben Crump. Yeah. Is he going to get on this one and try to fix this one? Where's Al Sharpton? I don't hear his voice. What's going on? What's up? You don't need it. <laughs> no, no big money's involved for them to for them to get, so they won't escape. So. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Teflon, good morning. You weren't here earlier as I was talking about the um the, the man that was arrested because he made the statement who elected him he's not my king re referring to um charles over there in the uk no freedom of speech they picked him up put him in the back of the police van but can't tell him what they're charging him for then eventually they said they're going to take him home but they, he can expect to hear from them because he'll have to do an interview and he could possibly still get charged for something all because of his utterance annoyed somebody and they reported it to the police. So there's no freedom of speech for you folks over there in the UK? Uh, sorry, I'm at work. I can't talk. I oh, no, no, no. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll turn back in. I'll turn back in. Y yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I hope somebody, I hope a damn good attorney will step up and help her. I hope somebody has dropped it on his desk. If he's not on IG or on TikTok, I came across a story on Instagram, but I hope if um, a good attorney, a willing attorney is able to take the case, they will do so. You see, if I were to be an attorney, this is the kind of attorney I would be. I'm not defend no murder. I'm not defend no rapist. I'm deter de defending people who were fighting for their rights who are, whose actions are, you know, justified. Those are the people I would fight for. I think the only way um, this person is going to be able to win anything is if us as a people start a campaign, like what do they call them, Twitter campaigns or mm. whatever. That would be the only way. Yeah. You bring it to the attention of the media. I agree. I agree. So please send me that story in the back channel. Thank you. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> I will definitely send it over. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of things that we need to fix in this world. Last night I was in um, Fabian's room and I was supposed to be on the stage. I couldn't because I was in the kitchen. You know, family priorities. I had to take care of them. 
And then as I was listening and my I had availability, I was finished. I said, no, I'm going to stay in the bottom and just listen. And just listen. Having conversations about racism and colorism are hard. Are hard. Really hard. And they're hard for me in particular because I find that when you watch a documentary or you watch a movie or you read articles or you listen to conversations, it stirs up something in me that I don't like, that I don't like for me. Yeah. You want to acknowledge, you want to um, embrace, you want to deal with it. But how do you talk about the issues without getting angry? How do we do that? And then you don't want to ignore and then you're told, oh, why is it that you don't, or you're asked, why is it that you don't care? Why are you removing yourself? That's not it. That's not it at all. It's the anger, which is not healthy. When you're consumed with anger and rage and bitterness, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. Not healthy at all for me. And that's why I tried to minimize the documentaries and the movies that speak about the dark past because it will have you developing feelings of hatred and that's not healthy either or empowerment yes but you know what i related to javette remember when we spoke about the stages of grief this past week and anger is one of them. And it's as though you find yourself stuck there and can't move. You want to get to the empowerment part. But it's as though you keep, you keep somebody, something is pulling you back. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's as though something is pulling you back, grabbing you as though there's a chain in your back and it's, get back here. Stay here, stay angry. And when you choose to stay angry, I believe it hinders your ability to be empowered and make progress. I honestly feel that. I understand you. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you push past that moments? That's what I was about to ask. <laughs> How do we push past that? How, what's the recommendation for me to push past that? How can I sit down and listen to a conversation, read an article, um, watch a movie, watch a documentary, and not have these feelings within me? How do I get past that? Has anyone been successful in getting past that? Can I read my intention yes, of today to you? Please do. 
Okay. Do not be dismayed by the brokenness of the world. All things break and all things can be mended. Not with time, as they say, but with intention. So go love intentionally, extravagantly, unconditionally. The broken world waits in darkness for the light that is you. So how I'm healing my anger is by shining the light that's in me. That that's my intention for today. That's what I woke up with. I actually woke up in like the last scene of the movie, which was strange to me. And I went straight to my altar and just started meditating. Cause yes, and I'm just letting everybody know there will be parts in that movie that you the anger will come in but then the light shines afterwards. It's like it gets cloudy, but then the sun comes up behind it. Thank you for, for, prompt, for prompting me. Thank you for that, because that would prepare me mentally. Thank you. And thank you for your intentional statement. Thank you. That's like your desideraja, right? Go placidly amid the noise. Thank you, Javette. Thank you. I appreciate you. Time for us to take a quick break. And when we return, it is business and tech. Okay. All right. Yeah. When we return, business and tech news. Loving you, Nascam. 1604 Every time, why am I money? Hello, baby, have you sent it? Oh, wow. You don't even know what you do to me. Your fight, all of your bamboo, I mean, yeah. All I'm gonna get you is scammer. I get follow you for back. Baby, you blow my mind, I know, go lie. See, baby, if you want to leave for Piccoli, don't do Shakara, don't they carry your shoulder, oh. As you see me so, baby.
so far to find your love. Can you never know say you can gas up? Man, them so far to find your love. Can you never know say you can gas up? Man, them so far to find your love. Can you never know say you can gas up? Man, them so far to find your love. My joy, your chin, I'm okay, don't talk. Got me like a thief in a night's long jaw. But you know, say, all of my niggas, them ball. Nothing you go ever, ever need at all. Show me a jigger, let me see. Let me see. And let me see the woman that is with. That is with. I put a couple thousand dollars on your wrist. What's on your wrist? Mama, right mama, they can't touch you. Uh, I ain't never see this kind, babe. We did do some kind things, make me feel some kind way. You know why I'm not just trying to get late? Cause I know some kind things do it for the right pay. Baby, make a fire, you with my machine gun. 16 rounds. I be King Kong. Yeah, let me make a sample, you my brand new song. Baby, love. Oh, girl, I wanna be with you. But you know they got enough time for me. I wanna live with you. Yeah. I can't see reason why I can't let go. Can you never know, say, you can't pass up. Man, them so far to find your love. Can you never know, say, you can't pass up. Man, them so far to find your love. Can you never know, say, you can't pass up. Man, them so far to find your love. Can you never know, say, you can't pass up. Man, them so far to find your love. Mama, I just want to say, uh, my head, you take for my head. I know fit to reset, I know fit to connect. Within the your back, say make a defense. I know fit to defend, even if I play defense. Yeah. I won't comport myself, I can't. I fall for you, don't flat. Oh, 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 oh,
thank you to all the listeners logged on to qmcradio.com johnnoradio.com and everyone here with me on clubhouse where the conversation happens i'm moments with me and you're listening to coffee and toe world news on the go every monday through friday starting at 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our views tgif today it's freestyle friday hearing some afro beats and i'm a piano today Baby, calm down, calm down. Yo, this your body, he puts in my heart for lockdown, for lockdown, for lockdown. Coming up right after this, we have business and tech news. Don't you dare move. For me, young girl, oh, young girl. Not tell me, no, 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 can't decide but we're gonna keep it moving business and tech news so let me read this one first fda recall on uh starbucks espresso beverage 12 fat beyond the lookout bottles uh were contaminated with metal particles so the fda has recalled hundreds of pepsico ink starbucks x I, I always struggle with this word espresso i don't know why i'm tempted to say espresso but um espresso think coffee think coffee think coffee think coffee bottles after they were contaminated with metal particles in arkansas arizona florida illinois indiana oklahoma and texas 221 starbucks vanilla espresso triple shot 15 ounce cases have been recalled each case includes 12 bottles consumers who have purchased the recalled product are advised to stop using it and return it the fda posted the recall on september 8th despite the recall having been initiated on august 15th why did they take so long why did the fda take so long to repost it and why are we just getting wind of it what's up what's up with that come on guys y'all are dropping the ball this is if metal pieces metal particles so anyone listening who has purchased a 12-pack Starbucks Vanilla Espresso Triple Shot 15-ounce size bottles. Please return them. Don't drink anything. Please. FDA, you dropped the ball. You dropped the ball. Big time. Big time. Shame on you. Shame, shame, shame on you. So Realtor.com lays off unspecified number of employees amid housing market downturn. Many Realtor.com employees are out of a job as the 
platform was forced to lay off staff pending the market downturn. Last week, the company let go an undisclosed number of employees across most of its departments. Regular and contracted workers were affected by the job cuts. Realtor.com is headquartered in Santa Clara, California, with about 2,500 staff members in total. A spokesperson for the company refused to specify the intricate details of the dismissals, such as which department lost the most people. However, they did reveal that Realtor.com is offering a generous severance package, which includes career placement assistance and COBRA healthcare coverage. In an email to its employees, CEO David Doctorow admitted that while the company benefited from the recent market strengths, slowing sales volume has led the home listing website to unload a significant portion of its workforce. While we remain bullish on the long-term potential of what is a, mm, let me swallow on this one real hard, a $200 billion addressable market, we must always take prudent steps to drive improved efficiency, including now. Though Realtor.com did maintain solid referrals despite lower transaction volume, its lead generations flopped, declining 39% from the previous year. Visitor traffic to the website and mobile app has also seen a steep decrease of 13%. While the layoffs are unfortunate, they're not... a they are not unexpected within the real estate industry. Factors such as increased interest rates, declining mortgage demands, inflation, and a decrease in pending sales have fueled mass terminations. As the real estate industry braces for a possible recession, more individuals will likely lose their jobs in the forthcoming months. Okay. Hey, Sinead. <laughs> so a 200 billion dollar addressable market but you lay off folks let me ask a question when there is an economic downturn is the first is the go-to the first choice always to lay off people or do we think of um creative ways to stay relevant what, what what usually happens i've never sat in a corporate boardroom and been privy to such conversations i can only go off of what i see that's published or you hear right do we believe in riding the storm weathering the storm that's the correct term riding the waves weathering the storm do we believe in that because many a times when you're cutting staff, you have the money that you can keep them on. A lot of times y'all do, but you don't want to cut into your huge nest egg that was built by the said staff you're laying off. Make that make sense. It's the staff who helped you create that nest egg, right? Am I not right? It's the staff the said staff that you're laying off that created the wealth for you. But your first thing to do is hold on to your money and get rid of the people. That's what always seems to happen. Get rid of you and hold on to my money. What about wealth sharing? 
I'm in the mix with you folks. Yet CEOs like to walk around their um, company floors and pretend that they care. And when sh hits the fan, oh, you on your own, boo. I got to protect me. Forgetting that people labored to make you look good. What's wrong with that? Would you rather a pay cut than no pay at all? Which, what would, would your preference be? I, If I were a CEO and my company, and I know I have a huge nest egg of funds, not that I'm saying we want to deplete it because we have to make sure we have resources or capital available should there need the need be there to um, expand or, you know, take care of unexpected expenses, right? Emergency fund, whatever you want to call it. But if, let us say, you know, I, I, I don't have 2,500 people working for me, but let us say I had 200 people working for me. I know that there are ups and downs in the economy. Nothing lasts forever. And I know that I valued these people because they contributed to the company's success, to my success. I would prefer to have a conversation with them and say, you know what, this is what's going on. The revenue coming in is not what it used to be. I know that you were making X, Y, Z, but I also understand that if you are laid off and you get unemployment, you're only getting, what, 60% of what you used to make. And I also understand that chances are it may be hard for you to pick up a job right away. So can we weather the storm together? Can we all, myself included, take a pay cut? Say a 10% pay cut, a 5% pay cut. And let us see how things go. Let us make layoffs the last resort. Am I wrong for having that approach? Or am I in a fairy tale world? You're in a fairy tale world. Oh, Lord. Because <laughs> the thought process is too much like right. And this world is not really right. You may have a few... Um, people that may think that way, but unfortunately, it's not the majority. Unfortunately. I put out a job offer. An applicant submits their resume. I interview them. I'm impressed. I hire them. I'm impressed. I retain them. Retention is important because they are adding, contributing to my success and the success of the company. I needed them. I didn't want them. I needed them. It was important for me to have them there because I need them. So all of a sudden you don't need them anymore because they're now going to become a burden. The said people that I hired to build me up, I'm now looking at them as deterrence. What I'm trying to say, folks, is think about where you stand in an organization. 
Do not neglect your health for any company. Do not neglect your family for any company. You are dispensable. You are just an employee and understand your position. Act accordingly. Now take up the people them company, put pan top of your head and when you go home, you stress out. Don't do it. The company pays you $20 an hour and then give your job description and you, you, you perform because I always believe in doing your best. So you perform your best and you do what's required and then them come and then why you take on Javet work because Javet sick or Javet out of work um, for a couple of days because she on vacation or Javet quit the job so then why you take on Javet work but then now get a pay respectfully decline I'm sorry I'm not doing it now do it because push come to shove hmm. oh that song go push come to shove Everybody's gonna put the blame, the blame on me. <laughs> Who did that song? Um, Freddie McGregor. Yep. Push come to shove. Bye-bye. You out the door. Two. Two weeks salary. Thank you for your services. I'm not saying not to do your best. But do not neglect your family for your job. Do not neglect your well-being for your job. PTO, prepare the others. Take your time off. You accrue it, take it. You're sick? You have sick time? Call out sick. Job requires you to be there at 8 o'clock. Screw being there at 7 just because you want to look good. Sorry, I shouldn't be encouraging bad behavior. <laughs> you got to put things in perspective. And now let me talk to salaried employees. I was once a salaried employee. That's slavery. Do not be afraid to ask for what you're worth when they are ready to make an offer to you. Because remember, they <laughs> are trying to lowball you, right? So if you know you are worth $100,000, now sit down there and say, well, I'm going to want risk now, get the job now. I'm going to ask them for 80000 and then work my way up. No, because in a fit them head, they might look pie and I say, I make me know she worth the hundred thousand about. Let me see if I can get her seventy. You think they want to give you the hundred? No, they're gonna lowball you as much as they can. Know your worth and stand your ground. Because when times like these hit, baby, bye bye, you out the door. Is that cut you a business man? <laughs> morning, Prezi. <laughs> morning, 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 morning. I cut you with business. And 
You need to come out of the matrix. You're in the matrix. You're in the matrix, Prezi. I'm working in corporate. How, how I've observed what they will do is that, you know, say, you know, you, you're working there or, you know, you agree to a specific salary, right? And, you know, you, got, you get that salary. <coughs> so you negotiate, um, you know, accordingly. And, you know, you work um, and... Uh, that salary for however long, you know, say a year or so, right? And you'll get, you know, the minimum or the maximum, you know, two to three percent increase on that salary, right? And then, for example, when you say, you know, either you leave the job or they fire, right? What what they will do, you know, you know, when they start to search for another employee, right? They will offer that employee double the salary that you were getting for the same exact job that you're you're basically doing, right? And you know, I've seen like I mean, I've, I literally work um you know hands in hands with you know the the uh, when I when I when I was at the previous job that I was at, and you know literally see this thing see all that see how, how it plays out, how it play out basically, you know, um, play by play. So again, you know, um, you know, it's, it's a cultural thing, you know, um, it's a cultural thing. Yes, it is, Prezi. So self-preservation, folks, is important. Know your worth. Know what you are worth. And don't be afraid to put your price out there. Do not be afraid. All right? And you see those supervisors that like to threaten you? Them never own the company, no, but them are threaten you. Be careful of those. The masses. Be very careful. Yeah. Best places to travel to get your freak on. Okay. All right, then. Hmm. Let's read this one. When it comes... Time for couples to add a little spice back into their relationship. Many opt for a getaway. And of course, the destination matters if the goal is to get your grown folk on. The right spot can help a couple feel more connected and frisky. Over 50% of Americans say they're more likely to get to it while away from home. And not just in the hotel bed. And this is according to the Men's Journal, right? Apparently. Traveling helps to relieve or reduce levels of the stress hormone cortisol. As stress and anxiety decreases, mood increases, bringing many often unexpected positive benefits in how we perceive ourselves, motivation and productivity, and our general outlook on life, says Linda Papadopoulos. I'm going to try to fix that last name. She's a psychologist who's worked on Expedia. So it goes without saying why couples should travel to the right places. And here are a few options to consider. Hedonism to Negril, Jamaica. We suggest liberated couples travel to Jamaica and stay at Hedonism too, one of the most famous clothing optional resorts. 
Notably, the accommodation has a swingers reputation. However, it is an ideal place for sexual exploration for couples who don't swing. According to the Men's Journal, the resort offers intimacy-focused events like sex seminars and tantric and kama sutra classes to help couples connect in erotic ways if you're feeling skeptical it may help to know the resort has two sides nude and prude the latter is clothing optional and all guests are required to cover up in the main public areas so that sounds like a to-do for me i might go check out hedonism yeah i might go check them out all right so i can choose to be nude or prude hey okay next one one and only pamilla los cabos mexico mexico couples who need to relax and unwind can do so at los cabos mexico's one and only pamilla located on the edge of baja peninsula the resort is romantic and breathtaking couples can stay in a private villa that has floor-to-ceiling glass, so couples can spend intimate time while enjoying ocean views and sounds. Guests can also rent a private cove with a floating bed and a beach butler. Next on the list, back to Jamaica we go. Sandals Royal Caribbean. Mm. Ballerific couples wanting to splurge in a luxurious romantic getaway should look no further than Sandals Royal Caribbean in Montego Bay, Jamaica. The adults-only destination is ideal for a romantic retreat. Oh, excuse me. I'm getting a little hot and bothered here just reading these things. I'm sorry. The best part, Sandals Royal Caribbean features over-the-water suites situated on its own exotic private island offering the perfect opportunity to get as spicy as you like. We head back to Mexico for number four, Desire Riviera Maya Resort in Riviera Maya, Mexico. Another adults-only and clothing-optional resort by the water is Desire in Riviera Maya, Mexico. The resort not only boasts a sexy party scene, but there is also a private beach, three swimming pools, and a nightclub with a stripper pole. And to help increase the mood, guests can request the fantasy menu, which has your wildest and freakiest dreams, whether an intimate frolic in the sand or booking a bondage fantasy. And if that's not enough, the hotel has gone an extra mile to offer couples a professional erotic film session, editing included, that you can take home to keep things spicy there too. Mmm, well damn. All right, where do I go? All right, next up, Miami Beach, Florida, the standard spa. What do they say about Miami? But of course... Miami made the list. The adults-only resort, The Standard, is nearby the bustling South Beach area. The Standard is known for its spa, which offers over 50 services and co-ed relaxation spaces, like a steam room, Orbitz is reporting. Couples can also spend time at the topless pool, where the cocktails are a hit. I think I'm going to test out one through four. Yeah. Yeah. in the chat single people i'm going to the liquor store y'all want anything hey tasha i don't think you have to be a couple to go to these places i'm sure you can go there and 
find a somebody to you know if you if you're looking for a rendezvous with no attachment i'm sure you can find it there so let's take the stress off of couples and just looking for fun right let's... moments yes james morning morning james. i think i think you should pray before you go because it, it it doesn't always you know it's not always as as luxurious as it sounds okay tell me more just, just put it this way you you the, the people that always go that way mm-hmm. are people are people that might traumatize you when you go home after you see them <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> oh wow so okay so so your book a session book a, a session with your therapist bef- before you go so when you come back if anything yeah, because you see body parts that you didn't know exist. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, then. Oh, but I'm still going to test out one through four. I need to decide where I'm going to start. I don't want to go to Miami. Nah, y'all can. That doesn't make Miami, the one in Miami Beach, sound exciting at all. They sort, I think I like the, um. let me see. Uh, Riviera Maya, Mexico. I think I like that one, Desire, because it has a stripper pole. And I'm still waiting for my husband to get me the stripper pole he promised me. Still waiting on that. Um, Yeah. So, and no, I'm not going to buy it for myself. I know I could, but I'm not buying it. it. He has been he has been promising me the stripper pole for about 18 years now. So I'm still waiting, waiting on it. Yeah. So, um, hmm. Hmm. An intimate frolic in the sand. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Doesn't sound too bad. Let's see. Uh, let me go back up. Sandals Royal Caribbean. I don't have the money for that. So let's skip over that. I'll wait till I get my coins. Okay. Um. Los Cabos. Hmm. So I think I'm going to go with Hedonism Jamaica. And I am going to go with Riviera Maya. So I'm going to put those two on the list. Yeah. Start I, um, there. For hedonism, I know my sister went um, two years ago, and she's already planned her return. She really loves it. Wow. Um, there's also a podcast I listened to. I've mentioned it before, and they did a whole review of when they went to hedonism. Um, if I find that one, I'll back channel it to you. I'm not even going to mention the title again because it's the daytime. Yes. But... Um, but they did a whole review of it, and it was hilarious. Mm. So I, I think hedonism sounds like a like a fun um, a fun visit. All right, so for both married and single people, mm. Tasha. So get your bathing suit, girl. Yay, yay. Or, or not? Okay, hold on, <laughs> I, hold, on, hold, I on kid. hold on, hold on. I need to um. Okay, now this gives me motivation. I gotta go hit the gym. I gotta go, and I gotta be consistent. Uh, no, please. Uh, yeah. Bodies are beautiful in all shapes and forms. You I don't need therapy today. or or workout. Just come on, get it, get it going. I need, I need. Get it, girl. Okay, so I'm gonna work on my confidence. All right. Um, there you go. I gotta work right. on my confidence. Yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah, the, the thing with the, the thing with hedonism, why that would be the probably the best option. Like the food, you can't go wrong with your food. Amazing food, and them have um premium you know everything premium liquor and everything okay and and they have good entertainment they have amazing entertainment because um the company that i used to work for they, they're the one that used to own it and entertainment is like food number one entertainment number two you can't you can't beat them with those two so 
like even if you're not into the other stuff because mm -hmm. it's optional like those stuff like yeah it, it's worth it's worth the trip food and entertainment all right so question isn't it still owned by the issas or did they sell it no i think i think they sold it oh they sold it okay they sold it yeah it seemed like some some new they have new owners now yeah okay all right okay Alrighty then, so something to do. Ha ha ha. Get your freak on, folks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so on to sports news. Steph Curry is expected to close a $1 billion deal with Under Armour. If it wasn't already clear, Steph Curry is set for life. The Golden State Warriors basketball player is rumored to close a huge deal with the sports equipment company Under Armour. In probably one of the most significant sports contracts in history, Steph Curry could receive $1 billion from the group. The reportedly nearly locked deal will secure the future of the NBA superstar for a lifetime. The contract will run over $1 billion and be a lifetime endorsement deal. Though things are so close, Steph Curry hasn't always had the best relationship with the brand. Wow, interesting. In an interview for Rolling Stone, the recent grad explained the details of the rocky relationship with CEO Kevin Plank. The drama was over his signature shoe. There wasn't quite an understanding of what it took to run a business like that properly, so yeah, I got mad. However, that's all in the past. Curry's current deal with the sports good brand is set to expire in 2024, but all of that could change very soon. In addition to the lifetime contract, Curry may have a new subsidiary brand with Under Armour, similar to Nike's deal with Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Talk about cha-ching-ching. -ching. Racking up them coins. Go, stuff. Do your thing. Do what you got to do. So, Giselle and Tom Brady are living separately, sources tell the CNN. Superstar couple Giselle Bunchton and Tom Brady, who wed in 2009, are going through a difficult period, all thanks to you, Tom, in my opinion. Brady, a seven-time Super Bowl champion quarterback who currently plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and his wife, a fashion model, Giselle, are dealing with marital issues, according to a source close to the couple. The two are currently living separately. We knew that. CNN has reached out to representatives for both. Brady, 45, had retired from the NFL in February, only to later reverse that decision. He took an 11-day leave of absence from training camp back in August to deal with personal things, according to his head coach. In an interview with Elle magazine published this week, Giselle, who is 42, said she had concerns about her husband returning to the field after initially retiring last winter this is a very valid sport and i have my children and i would like him to be more present i have definitely had those conversations with him over and over again but ultimately i feel that everybody has to make a decision that works for them he needs to follow his joy too um men let me talk to the men in here for a second Teflon, you're at work, so you can't speak. But Chief, Teflon, James, Mad Lebron, Marlon, and Percy. Oh, ladies, we are outnumbered. Are we? I don't know. I can't do the math right now. But men, let me ask you a question. 
when you make a promise to your wife, your partner, your live-in partner, how do you feel when you have to go back on that promise? What makes you have to go back on that promise? Do you always expect that your partner should be understanding? Who wants to go first? Take it away. Ladies, the men are quiet. Chief, can you speak? Oh, James, you're going to go? Go ahead, James. Yeah, it, it, it depends on when the promise was made. Huh? You know, you know that you know them saying at Jamaica, promises are comfort to a PMP. So it depends on when. Like if the promise was made during you know intimacy, you know, the the, the person the, the your mind might be clouded and you just make a promise because you're 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 excited, you're caught up in the moment. Um if it's made like you know, like you're having one of those like for example, you go out for dinner and you know you're having that moment and you're connecting on, on that level um, and you make a promise. Yeah, like if I make a promise that way, then I'm not going to go back on it. Or if I go back on it, then, you know, like I'll feel I'll feel some type of way. Or I guess like sometimes if the relationship is pretty much done, then it's almost like, you know, the person could think that it's it's null and void. You know, like I made that promise to you when we were in love. Now, you know, the love dry up. So, you know, but yeah, it depends on when the promise was made and who made the promise. Because, you know, some people, you know, lying at them sleep. So if they promise you, 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 you know, you have to get some contract sign or something. But yeah, it depends on when it was made. So I'm in bed with my husband. We're having sex. He makes a promise to me. So you're telling me that I'm not to take him seriously? No, because that's not him speaking. He's speaking in tongues, you know? That's not him. Wow. I'm saying speaking in tongues. That's what he said. That's what he said. I'm convinced James is a troll. So um, whatever he said, like, y'all just cock your ears and don't put that nonsense. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, because, um, yeah, I guess I look at commitment way differently. Any other man wants to go before I speak? Okay, all right, go ahead, uh, Marlon. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, um, I in the um, the promise, well, if he tell, he's been playing for what, 20 years? Yeah. There's nothing else. If I was in his shoes, there's nothing else I want to achieve. Seven Super Bowls and all the records I broke, and there's nothing else. 45, I would personally, I would have walked away. Because I can guarantee this is not the first promise he made to her, and she probably said, keep going back. The contract is up with NFL. He chose to leave. I chose to leave. And then uh, let me go back for one more. I understand you love the sport. You love the team. Or whatever reason is, you know, because we all have stuff that we love and we enjoy. And we, some of us will play soccer till we are 100 years old. 
because he just loved the sport. You love what you do, even for fun. But when it comes to your fool, your wife and kids, especially you got young kids, they really don't know you. Yes, you see them here and there. She spend more time with them than you because you're always in training. So you have to make the time for your young kids because they're going to grow up so fast. And, you know, maybe there's something going on with him and his wife. Maybe he's not happy. I don't know. He, he chose the, the team over his wife. He did what now you see he, he's doing that. So I'm, I'm wondering if there's something going on between him and his wife. But if they are happy, I think he should have retired. I would have retired and go be a broadcaster or whatever or do, or do nothing because he, he needs nothing. He needs no money. He don't need anything. So if I was in his shoes, I would have retired and go enjoy my life on the beach in my shot shots, obviously, uh, have fun with my kids and my wife. But, yeah, I think he should have retired and um, just go enjoy his family and leave everything else. Because there's nothing else for Tom Brady to achieve. Nothing. And I understand the concern of his wife because one good hit at 45, and he's, he's going to definitely be out for, you know, in pain for a long time. And she lived this. She seed for so many years because that's not an easy sport. You come home, you got to soak in ice, water, or heat, whatever it is to you know to get your body back to go practice the next day. Because you're constantly getting hit, running. It's not easy. No, it's not. So she lived it. She see it, and she wanted to retire, and he he chose to go back. You know, whatever reason. So I would have retired. So it seems as though he loves the game more than he loves his wife. That's and yeah. it seems as though he loves the game more than he loves his children. That's what I would take away from the whole situation if I were Giselle. You made a promise, whether we're having sex or not, you made that promise to me and your children. You made that promise. We need the money? No. So why are you rescinding on the promise? This is not a random person. I'm your wife, the mother of your children. We made a commitment to each other. I gave up my modeling career for you and this family. Well, I he was make even more money being a commentator on um, one of those NFL things. You would offer him like, 200 and something million dollars for like a couple of years and he took it and then he after he go he turned it down i mean yes it's still there when he retires again but it might go down depends on what happened this season you just don't know you just don't know but the last season he went to the super bowl they never win but he went so they and I, they're not going to the super bowl this year so you know, but hey, you don't need that money. So everybody has different opinions. Everybody's different, and everybody made promises in different ways. Um, but when it comes to certain things in your family, you got to make that choice. Yeah. So, me personally, I can't blame her if she decides I want to be apart away from you right now. I have given everything. 
Is it so hard for you to walk away? There's a thing called compromise. There's a give and take in relationships. Go ahead, Marlon. No, I was just thinking too. It was so funny because I remember being over the road for so many years and I missed out a whole lot from my family, just being a truck driver, just gone every every minute. I don't see I come home, I sleep, I leave. And they were young. Yes, I know, you know, you're at home taking care of them, but I missed out a lot and that hurt. So I had to make a decision to, you know, after eight what, seventeen years, sixteen years, I was like, you know what? I have to go home. You know, so you have to make a choice. You have to make, and I, I don't make no weird kind of money he makes. So <laughs> you have to make that choice and you have to make that sacrifice and say, you know what? I already missed out and, you know, not going to Jonathan's game, not going, you know, just see them missing going to the park just to hang out with them. So you have to make that choice. Money is not all, and yes, sometimes you just have to take a pay cut or whatever just to enjoy enjoy your family because you know you you're not gonna be here forever, you know. So hey, yep. But when it comes to relationships, you have to handle those with care. Handle them as though they're eggs. So, James, let me come back to you. If that promise was made during sex, when the sex is over, have a conversation. Don't treat your spouse, your partner, whatever, with scant regard. Because them have a saying, what is joke to one is death to another. Right? Let us take our partner's feelings into consideration. When the sex is over and you were speaking in tongues and you were enjoying what you were getting, when it's over, say, hey, babe, while this is going on, you brought up something. Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't blame her if she, if she leaves because this this is family. Like, you know, like he, just imagine how many, like, birthdays and special events like swimming dancing because you know sometimes people think that okay you know like you miss an event and you just buy like an iphone or you buy an ipad and you know that that fix everything but no so it, it, it doesn't work like that and for him to be playing the sport for, for like a hundred years and, and still going like like you know i don't know like i yeah I don't blame her if she walk away because, yeah, that's ridiculous. And, and it's not, and I don't know if, it, if it's a case where, because some, some of the, the players like travel with their family. I don't know in, in their case if, if, if that's possible or, or if, if, if they do that. But yeah, for so many years, how much years he's playing now? 20, 20 something? A lot. Yeah, no, she, yeah, she should, she should yeah, leave. Yeah. 20. About 21 or so. Yeah, she should leave. All right. Okay, next story. So, (laughs) our league definitely got this wrong, said LeBron James and other NBA figures in response to the Robert Sarver decision. 
According to CNN Sports, LeBron James and Chris Paul have criticized the NBA for the punishment handed down to Phoenix Suns owner Robert Sava, who this week was fined $10 million and suspended for a year after an independent investigation found he engaged in hostile, racially insensitive, and inappropriate behavior. The report, commissioned by the NBA last fall after an ESPN report about Sava's behavior, found the Suns owner had on at least five occasions during his tenure with the Suns Mercury organization repeated the N-word when recounting the statements of others. He also engaged in instances of inequitable conduct toward female employees, made many sex-related comments in the workplace, inappropriate comments about the physical appearance of female employees and other women, and on several occasions engaged in inappropriate physical conduct toward male employees. Read through the Sava stories a few times now, James wrote on Twitter, and I gotta be honest, our league definitely got this wrong, and I don't need to explain why. Y'all read the stories and decide for yourself, or y'all read the stories and decide for yourself. I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. There is no place in this league for that kind of behavior. I love this league, and I deeply respect our leadership, but this isn't right. There is no place for misogyny, sexism, and racism in any workplace. Don't matter if you own the team or play for the team. We hold our league up as an example of our values, and this ain't it. Well, Phoenix Suns Vice Chairman Jam Najafi calls on team owner Robert Sarver to resign. In an open letter to Phoenix Suns employees and players on Thursday, Team Vice Chairman Jam Najafi has called on team owner to resign, Robert Sava. In the letter obtained by CNN, Najafi said, I cannot in good judgment sit back and allow our children and future generations of fans to think that this behavior is tolerated because of wealth and privilege. Therefore, in accordance with my commitment to helping eradicate any form of racism, sexism and bias as vice chairman of the phoenix suns i'm calling for the resignation of robert sava who in here when is friends with these people because smaddy in here is friends with these people didn't we say these very things didn't we when this whole thing came out didn't we say these things didn't we say that he should step aside remove himself Yep, sure oh, did. We sure did. So somebody's listening to us, folks. Yep. He should not be there, not because he's the owner. People who own companies have been removed from companies before. So what's the difference here? All because you have money? Keep your money, friend. Keep your money. And if we allow him to stay there and only fine him or have him sit out a season, we are still endorsing the behavior. Go right ahead. Yeah, the, the, the thing about this, like, it's even worse than um, the, the one with the um, Clippers guy. Remember that one? And, and Chris, Paul was, Chris Paul was on the, that team also when, when that unfolded. So I don't know. Chris Paul, <laughs> yeah, but this one... 
the report from this one is even worse because the 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 allegation the, the stuff that he did like when you when you sit back and 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 listen it or read it and you're like if a billionaire is doing something like this 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 is something that you'd expect from like some person of unsound mind on the street the behavior like sending um sex videos to 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 co-workers or, or or people on his staff like um touching himself in front of his medical a bunch of a bunch of stuff apart from the the the, the racism you know using the n-word and stuff like that so it just shows you that you know as you were ta- what you were talking about earlier this morning with with um men making these laws to cover up themselves because when you when you think about stature, people don't expect this type of behavior from somebody in in at that level. You know this. You, you don't expect this from a teenager, as I said, like someone of unsound mind, maybe. But yeah, it it's it's ridiculous. And yeah, they, they should they should remove him because they removed the, the clippers the clipper guy. And I think that eventually, once the the, the players, because I think, especially Chris Paul, I think if Chris Paul decided that, you know what, I'm not going to play. Because I think LeBron James said he's not going to play in Phoenix. So if players start joining force and sitting out games there, then the um, the owners, because the owners are the ones that can get him out. You know, the, the, the commissioner, like, he's, he's very um, thing, skeptical of doing stuff like this because he, the owners are the ones that pay him. So, like, when the owners see that this is affecting... Their, their brand and, and, and the league, I think eventually, I think give him six months, they're going to put him out. He needs to be out. That's all. He needs to just go ahead and resign. That's what he needs to do. Resign. Because it's not a good look. It is not a good look. And it is sending the wrong message. All right. It's time for Caribbean Corner. And our Caribbean Corner Stories, courtesy of Caribbean Loop News. Tropical storm watches issued for Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. A tropical storm watch has been issued for the British Virgin Islands, along with the U.S. Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico, Guadalupe, uh, or Guadalupe, St. Bartholomew and St. Martin have been upgraded to tropical storm warnings. This as the U.S. National Hurricane Center says the center of tropical storm Fiona was located about 425 miles east of the Leeward Islands. Uh, the next update will be 5 p.m. this evening, so we can keep abreast of what's going on. Um, yeah, it looks as though it's on point to hit Puerto Rico as a tropical storm move on to the Dominican Republic and then up to the Bahamas. That's what the trajectory looks like for now. Uh, Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't strengthen. We hope that it weakens as it passes over the islands and 
Bahamas, I don't know if they're fully recovered from the devastation a couple of years ago, but yeah, we don't need any more. The Sahara, the Sahara dust has been pretty good, though, in staving off storms for the past couple of years. So they affect our allergies, but I'm grateful for, for the dust. Yeah. The IATA warns the Caribbean they are at risk of pricing itself out of the travel market. And I must say, Jamaica, watch yourself. I saw a video on TikTok. Um, I saw a video on TikTok that a young lady put up a screenshot of prices to go to Jamaica for Christmas. Was $799 from Fort Lauderdale to, 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 to Montego Bay or Kingston. $799. We were right here in Coffin Joe when there was a pop-up on the screen where you, and I read it, you can go to Paris, France, leaving from Miami, Florida, round trip, $799. Make it make sense to me. This is rape in the worst form. Why are the airlines charging this exorbitant amount of money just because it's a tropical destination? This is taking advantage of people. They know. They know. So the Jamaican, them. I'm speaking about the Jamaicans and other Caribbean folks. But them know. So the Jamaican, them love God and yard for Christmas. Them know. And this is what they do. Hike up the price. Get it together. The International Air Transport Association Wednesday warned Caribbean destinations that they are running the risk. Uh, uh, hold on. Point that to the Air Transport Association to talk to the airlines them too. I'm sorry. Running the risk of pricing themselves out of the global travel and tourism market where passengers have more choice than ever before. IATA Vice President for the Americas, Peter Serda, told the Caribbean Aviation Day conference that, at, that the region needs to remain an attractive tourist destination, adding that often it is difficult to see the correlation between aviation fees and the service provided. Yeah, because who used to travel upon Air Jamaica back in the day when you leave on an early morning flight, you get your good, good breakfast, you used to get your, um, your what you call it, fried dumpling, you used to get your boiled green banana, kalaluan, codfish, akian, saltfish, orange juice, coffee, and the thing they turn up. If you travel at night by Air Jamaica, if you take the night flight, you get your good up, good up dinner. That was back in the day. And me know it used to happen from BWIA where you get your good up, good up food. Now, them give one pack of stale chips or some peanuts. You have to buy your food in at the airport. And I get it. They want the restaurants in the airport to make money. Well, drop the price. Drop the ticket price. Drop the ticket price. Because one hour is wickedness. $800 for God, Jamaica from Miami. One hour and 15 minutes for the people that are playing. If you're going to Montego Bay, if you're heading into Kingston. If you're going to land at the Norman Manley International Airport. One hour and 30 minutes the most. And then I like you have a skirt round. You go straight across Cuba. It's not like back in the day when American Airlines had to go around Cuba. So the flights were a little longer. Because Cuba sometimes would 
say yeah you can go through or no you can't cross over depending on how they felt one hour and 15 minutes 799 dollars Plus, I have to pay for the bag feed them, and I have to choose my seat, and depending on the suit or my cheeses, choose to sit down in it. I got cast me more. A wicked, no wicked. Inner is wicked. Uno is wicked. Uno need for do better. Uno need for do better. It's cheaper for go to Lima, Peru, Cancun, Mexico. So what happened to we in the Caribbean? Why? What, what about we saw? Why is it that then the Caribbean islands, Barbados, Barbuda, Jamaica, Bahamas, St. Lucia, Trinidad, and Tobago, oh, what about we saw? We don't want the tourist money. Jamaica need it because they're going to spend the $12, the 12 million the other day. They need to recoup it. See, I'm scanning through the article. Listen to this, listen to this. Hold on, listen to this. The IATA vice president said that a flight for an eight-day vacation from London to Bridgetown, Barbados, in October is around US $800. However, a flight from London to Dubai for the same time frame, and look at the proximity, $600. Miami to Antigua, $900. Miami to Cancun, $310. We know there's something wrong with we. So let me ask a question. Is it the airline who set the flight or is the country, the, the tourist sector that set the flight? Prices for the flight, sorry. Who set the prices? Well, y'all folks in Jamaica, looks like us Jamaicans in the States will be going somewhere else for Christmas. Toodles, you ain't gonna see us. Yeah, but the, the worst the, the worst thing with that is that the government has no control over it. The government sell out so much that they have zero. And that's why you see like like places like Dubai, um Dubai, Cuba, Mexico, like I'm like coming leaving from, from Canada, like all of those places that I mentioned, like is it's way cheaper. The amount of money that you spend to go to Jamaica, you spend it and you go to those places and, and you come back with change. And because the government have sold out so much of Jamaica, they have zero control of anything. Like the hotel, they can't talk to the hotel about um, their, their, their rates. They can't talk to the airline about their rates. And when you go to Jamaica, like uh, all-inclusive, like one time I was looking to, to, to book a trip, all-inclusive to Jamaica, all-inclusive to Cuba. And Jamaica price was literally double the, the price for Cuba. The exact same thing, like airfare, accommodation, um, shuttle to the, to the hotel, shuttle back and forth from the airport to the hotel. And the Jamaica price was double. And in Jamaica, it's not like, okay, you will understand. For example, like if it's, if it's like, say, like New York or whatever, and then you go and you ask the staff, what they're making, and a staff in New York will say, like, okay, we're making 20 US dollars an hour or whatever. It's not like that. In Jamaica, they're making, like, a dollar, two dollars an hour, US per hour. So they're still, they're still making money, like, that's not livable wages in the hotel industry. 
you know, they, they have to be there depending on um, guests to tip them. And then even most of the hotels come now and, and, and tell you that you can't accept tip. Like, if you accept tip, you're going to lose your jobs and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it, it's ridiculous. And the government, from day one, the government is to be blamed. Because Jamaica is not a little piece of country with some dirty beach or whatever you have to force somebody to come. It's a beautiful place, some of the best beaches. You don't have to force investors to come and invest. And I believe that the government, from back in the days, 30, 40 years ago, should have had investment on their terms. The same way Cuba, the same way Bermuda, the same way a lot of the islands. You own the hotel, but you don't own the beach. You can't tell the people them can't swim. You can't tell you can't tell locals that they can't enjoy their own thing. And Jamaica sell out, the government sell out, and this is what this is what the result, you know? This is the result. But sell it out. So Serda James also said that um, air travel demand is close to reaching pre-pandemic levels. But to support a sustainable aviation sector as an integral part of the tourism value chain, as you're just saying, we need governments to cooperate amongst themselves and with the industry. We don't need for the something about it because you know what's going to happen? Jamaicans are already choosing to go to all-inclusive hotels when they go home because they have said when they go home, it's as though no light bill never pay the whole time. Them never did it. Them have to turn up a light bill, water bill, buy grocery. All of a sudden, they have to take on the expenses of going home. So a lot of them have said they opt to go to um, all-inclusive hotels where they don't have to face the burden put on them by people's people in their communities and i understand what they're saying right because i remember i asked the question why is it that people go to jamaica and don't go home because i go home and it was broken down to me and i i totally understand and i have to respect their position right um so now with these ticket prices someone might say you know something I can't afford to take myself and my children and my husband to Jamaica at $900 a pop or let's say $800. You know what call it? Call it $1,000 because by the time you um, pay the bag fees because you're not going with less than two bags, right? Plus you carry on. So let's call it $1,000 per person. That's $4,000. I can pay roughly with baggage fees and everything $500 per person and go to Mexico and not have to lift a finger lift a finger and still have a good time might be a little different because you know you know jamaica christmas in a jamaica turn up different vibe than here but i have to be practical i want to give my family the getaway but i also want to be able to afford to give them the getaway not come back and stress out and probably have to stand up on one street corner with one pan in my hand or lift up my frock i don't want to have to do that so think about the ripple effects when you outprice yourselves. It's not practical. It's not sensible. It's not good economics. Take on the Chinese mentality. Small profit. No, sm um, small profit, big sale. Meaning all those small profits going to add up and amount to more in the long run. Change the mindset. Come on. Yeah, but moments, the people, that's why the government is important because the people who are controlling the industry don't care about Jamaica. Jamaica, like, it's, it's, it's numbers and money for them. <clears throat> so they don't care if Jamaica 
like they, they, they might care about the crime a little bit if it affect their business like if the crime don't affect their business if if the crime is just the right mixture of crime where we make people afraid for go outside and buy some jerk chicken um them them we feel safe on the bus i come from the airport go to the hotel they're okay with that crime because them 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 benefit from it but apart from that they don't care anything about jamaica like like there's a trend now too like where i know here like a lot of jamaicans um come here and they work for 40 years and and they say you know what we need because like especially like a city like toronto it's it's expensive you want to retire somewhere where you can set up a big house and you know you you're you're not working anymore you're on pension and you can live comfortable people are opting now to go to other countries because they can't go to Jamaica because Jamaica is too expensive and Jamaica is too difficult to get back. Like I know people, I know people that a couple years ago when Florida was cheap, I know people went to Florida, I know people going to other Caribbean islands, I know people going to, to Latin America to, to set up because they can't afford to go back to Jamaica. And that's sad, you know? It's beyond sad, James. All right, got to keep moving because we have quite a few stories left to go through here. First up, um, Barbados Prime Minister makes impassioned plea on behalf of Caribbean. The Barbados Prime Minister, Mia Motley, on Wednesday made an impassioned plea for the United States to reverse its decision regarding correspondent banking in the Caribbean, telling U.S. legislator not to allow this to be recorded as unconscious bias. Look at the list of countries who are listed and you will see they are all former colonies and people of color. And look at the countries. In spite of being able to open a bank account in hours in Delaware or Wyoming, within hours in Luxembourg or Zurich, and they remain off of this list, that must speak about the risk to money laundering and look and see where the divide comes. Lord Jesus, we swear to the people them in our room. And we not have for them qualification. Them in our room are listen to it. Yeah, me convince. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Testifying before the United States House of Representatives Committee on Financial Services, Motley, flanked by several Caribbean com community prime ministers, said she believes the committee has a keen eye for fairness and equity, and all we ask today is for a level playing field. She told the hearing on when banks leave the impacts of de-risking on the Caribbean and strategies for ensuring financial access is one of the solutions the Caribbean would like to leave is that the Treasury ought to be truthful to its mandate. Let me ask another question. Remember when the, the whole reparations argument come up, right? When um, the, the idea of becoming a republic came about when Barbados took the bold step. Of course, years after Trinidad did it. But remember when we were talking about reparations and I was, well, I know I voiced my opinion and I said I wouldn't necessarily give the money to the citizens of the country directly, but instead use it to break free from the International Monetary Fund. Here the pieces of the puzzle are coming together. Now we have a clearer understanding of why the monarchy is so revered worldwide wide think about that i don't have the time to get into it but think about that for a second 
you're no the countries are no longer part of the republic but somehow their foot is on the neck through other means think about that think about that we are held hostage in our own countries the 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 hoops we have to jump through just to be able to open a bank account in the country where you live in or where you're working on because everybody down there scammer everybody down there is looked at as a money launderer compared to the the hoops you have to go through to open an account in places like switzerland isn't it isn't it weird but that's where a lot of money laundering happens but no are we are the problem Caribbean countries, third world countries need to find a way to break away from the International Monetary Fund. Need to find a way to break away from these govern global government controlled organizations that we keep running to for money. Find a way to get the foot off on the neck otherwise they're forever going to be in this problem. Lord, I feel like the only way in here is could be our leaders because we do have these conversations do, do you have an idea who fund imf look it up now james i met me know how time i go for me i can't stop to look you know look it up to me google it i'm me know a grenadian woman wins emmy award as exec producer for lizzo's show Glenda Encox, a Grenadian woman who spent her early years growing up in Trinidad and Tobago, has won an Emmy Award for her work as executive producer on Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls. The show won the Emmy for Best Competition Series, beating out RuPaul's Drag Race, which has won in excess of 10 Emmys to date. Lizzo's show was produced by an all-female team, making the victory a historic one. Cox is the first Grenadian to win an Emmy. Kudos to you, girl. Kudos to you. Awesome. Over to Jamaica for our next story. Poverty is no excuse to own an illegal gun, declares Andrew Holness. Prime Minister Andrew Holness has chided persons who have described the new Firearms Act as being oppressive, declaring that poverty is not an excuse for any individual to seek out and use an illegal firearm. We cannot be ambivalent and duplicit. How do you pronounce this? Somebody pronounce it for me. D-U-P-L-I-C-I-T-O-U-S. I'm not going to twist up my tongue. Duplicitous. Thank you, Javette. Say it again. <laughs> We're not going to be ambivalent and... Say it to I can't. Do this. this. Thank you. Because I really can't say it. I'm struggling in my mind to say the word. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. If we are serious about treating with violence, and if we really want to reduce number murders in our society, then we must put in place the tough measures for those who would seek to traffic, trade, possess and use illegal firearms in our country. The Prime Minister was speaking at a passing out parade for 300 new police constables on the compound of the National Police College of Jamaica in Twickenham Park, St. Catherine, on Wednesday. The House of Representatives passed the firearms prohibition 
Restriction and Regulation Act last week, and the Senate is expected to shortly do likewise, paving the way for the legislation to become law. And yes, I agree with that. Thank you. Clean up the streets, them. You have if you go and cry out about that, that means you have illegal guns. Sorry, sorry, can't go. No, can't agree with that. I agree with you on that one, Mr. Holness. You have my vote on that. Chinese government lords Jamaica on economic growth and employment. The government of Jamaica has been lauded by the government of China for the current level of growth in the economy and the steady reduction in unemployment. As at April 2022, Jamaica's unemployment rate stood at 6%, in contrast to a high of 12.6% in July 2020. During a courtesy call on Labour and Social Security Minister Carl Samuda last week, Chen, whatever, Ambassador of the People's Republic of China to Jamaica, congratulated the Labour Minister on the country's high level of employment, noting that nearly every Jamaican has a job. Hey, hey ho, ho. I don't think the Jamaicans want the foreigners, to, the people in the diaspora to hear that, because there goes the remittance money. I'm sorry. So when they were calling her and said, boy, you want to send the light bill, you need to pay me down the money for pay the light bill, you know? <laughs> no, you can't tell them. Well, Carl Sabuda says nearly every Jamaican has a job, so on to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be doing this. This is wrong of me. He just put a damper in the people them who sit on a got through them phone and I say hood to the name Friday enough you know, people need How many of you in the States getting that phone call every Friday about what need for pay what I got cut off and who need for go a doctor? How many of you get that phone call? <laughs> Lord, you know what? Let me keep it moving. I gotta keep it moving. Sorry. Well, yeah, they say um Nearly every Jamaican has a job. So now, for us in the diaspora, it's your choice if you want to help. You no longer have to bear the burden when they tell you, boy, I'm not working, I'm not going for me, no, you want to say, nothing now, you're not going for me, no. Then how the ministers say you people have jobs? What's going on? What's going for you? You're not on a job, how come? Oh, you so bad looking. I'm sorry, I have to make light of the situation. But anyway, new patrol boat for Jamaica Customs Agency. The Jamaica Customs Agency efforts to combat illicit trade in the country's marine space have been significantly boosted with the acquisition of a new purpose-built maritime patrol vessel. The craft, an Eduardono 320 patrol boat named Enforcer 1, which is equipped with navigation, communication, and safety apparatus, is 37 feet long and has two 300-horsepower engines, which will enable it to maneuver high tides at sea while in operation during inclement weather. All right, so there's an upgrade there. And then, last story on the Caribbean Corner, and the last story for today, sign coming for Kingston. The public still divided on the $12 million Negril item. Mayor, 
Mayor of Kingston said plans are advanced for the erection of a City of Kingston sign in the vicinity of the waterfront downtown Kingston. The announcement comes at a time when members of the public have been expressing mixed reactions to a $12 million sign that was unveiled in another section of the island, Negril, welcoming travelers to that area dubbed a jam iconic experience. Mayor of Kingston, Senator Councillor Delroy Williams, made the disclosure during a meeting of the Kingston and St. Andrew Municipal Corporation, KSAMC, at the entity's Church Street offices. The sign in Kingston is intended to promote the city as a desirable visitor destination, business location, and a place to call home. We have been working on a City of Kingston sign since 2017. We put out our first design on social media to invite the public to participate. We received a lot of recommendations and feedback, which we have incorporated into what the sign is now. Orlando, Orlando, me just want to know how much it going to cost. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Where we really wanted to put the sign was in the harbor, but that was, that was the original thought. But as you know, that is quite an expensive venture. So we're putting the sign on land. Okay, I would like to know how much. We don't have a price tag yet, folks. So we're going to have to wait to see how much it, it costs. If you notice, know, you know, I didn't say how much it is going to cost because we're going to hear about the cost after the fact. Because um, what I do sincerely hope is that they have taken the feedback that they received from the sign that was erected, the tin pan sign that was erected in um, Negril. Let us have something off concrete, then put, I'm just giving my little recommendation for what it worth. Build a concrete structure, then you wrap that in aluminum, then you wrap that with vinyl. That's all I'm going to say. So that way you don't have rust and, you know, have the concrete a chip, 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 chip away and all of that. Yeah, that's, that's my little cheap recommendation. Moments, we can ask a question. Yes, James. Why is it only Jamaican signs of erection? You know what, James? Um, <laughs> you use the word erect when you talk about any structure. You erect a building. So I don't think it's just Jamaican signs. No, no. they don't use that word over here when we put up anything. Oh, really? It's used here in the no. U.S. Okay. I've heard it used here. Sorry. But anyway, that's my time, folks. <laughs> Thank you to all the listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse. 
before the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you were listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. Of course, this is where I read the news and we share our views. Coming up later on on JanoRadio.com, Wanted Fridays, 7 p.m. Eastern. DJ Kevon, the mix faster. Don't forget to uh, download the Jano Radio app, J A H K N O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. And of course, for quality music while you work or play, log on to QNCRadio.com to help you get through your day. You can follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments on the score with on the score me on the score media and on TikTok moments with me media and the me in everything is MI whatever you do folks wherever you go please be safe look forward to seeing you all Monday morning 9 a.m. Eastern Wishing you all a wonderful day, wonderful weekend, and of course, see you in these clubhouse streets as we roam the halls. And of course, I know I'm going to come across most of you in DJ Teflon's house. Sweet reggae music. Remember, if you're not already following the house on Clubhouse, go ahead and click on the house, all right? <laughs> this is Moments with me signing out of QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com.